Thank you, Jawi. She contributed. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to Under Further Review. I'm Kata. That's Mike. And someone's barking over here. Um, it's been a minute. No, it hasn't. Been many minutes. <laughs> no, we just posted one last week and the week before that. No, we didn't. No, we did. What are you no, talking we, about? No, we didn't. Okay. I'm tired enough to believe you. <laughs> There's a world in which I'm tired enough to believe you. It's, I saw it in your eyes. There was a second where you were like, wait. <laughs> like, uh, I, I did think, I mean, I've spent so much time <laughs> editing in the last like few weeks that like, it would not surprise me if like someone had sent me like clips of our show and I was just blindly editing them together, <laughs> but that's where we are. Um, but things are crazy. So I, I, this was a completely unannounced hiatus that we took, but um, we're, uh, we're going to break that shit. Listen, y'all, if someone wants to pay us, we'll start <laughs> shooting this shit out fast, but oh yeah, I have rent. I got rent. I got to pay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's just been so busy for both of us. I mean, you, so you got a promotion. Congratulations. Thank you. And, and I'm coming up on a big release myself and we'll, I'm sure in the next month, uh, y'all will hear a little bit more about what I've been working on, but yeah, it's just been crazy. And I don't, it's tax season now. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that about? I owe money. You do? Yeah, well, I did some independent contractor work for the first half of the year, so that was to be expected. That's like my biggest fear. I don't think I've ever owed money before. And I, I have a feeling this year is gonna be the year, but I don't I don't know how this works. I just like send them the stuff and then have someone else do it. Mm-hmm. Um my CPA is an angel. Um but yeah, shit's shit's gone mad. <laughs> um how how are you feeling generally? About life or about football? Like, I don't know about life. Like, we'll, we'll get into football. There's, there's a lot I want to break down and all we, we don't have a whole lot of time here. So, but I just wanted to check in with you and your mental health and how are you doing? My mental health is better than your mental health. We should talk about your mental health. I don't have mental health. <laughs> right. What was that? There was something on social media. Oh, no, no. So uh, it was, uh, it was Antonio Brown, wasn't it? Who was in an interview and th- and they were like, "How is your mental health?" And he says, "I have mental health." And oh, I yeah. <laughs> thought that was the most relatable thing I've ever heard in my life. I was yeah. like, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> good, good for you. Good for you. Happy for all of you for, for, for your mental you. health. No, I'm fine. I'm. It's it's a big it's a big couple of months. I'm actually I'm thrilled to announce that I am going on vacation next week. <laughs> um, wow. I'm so excited. I could cry. Um, it's, it's going to be great. But after that, it's just one thing after another, I'm throwing a baby shower for my best friend and I have to go to New York for like a night to like visit the Croatian consulate to get my passport. Um, and, uh, I have to move and my show releases, my show is going to release in, in March and you guys will hear more about that again soon, but I can't say anything now. And, uh, and then, I have to move. I have to be out of my apartment by like April 4th and I have no idea where I'm going. Um, I'm trying to negotiate my like quote unquote contract, even though I don't have a contract, I'm a full-time employee, but 
uh, they haven't offered me anything and they don't know what they can give me for like another little bit, even though Mm -hmm. I literally have my employee evaluation tomorrow. So, um, I have no plan and that's a little daunting, but I'm going to go on vacation and not think about any of it and just read books. Yeah. I have Billie Jean King's new autobiography. I'm really excited to get into that. I'm reading how to change your mind. It's that book about the history of, um, psychedelic research in america well not just america that's a lie it's just like worldwide but uh psychedelic like the drugs yeah like psychedelic psychedelic research in in, uh in like ptsd anxiety depression stuff like that that sounds so interesting it's a lot more popular now like a lot of people are are using psilocybin psilocybin's technically still legal in a lot of ways but ketamine is not um and all of which um fall under that category but there's like a long history of it of like how it was actually big in the fifties and sixties in the research world kind of escaped the lab war on drugs. It got knocked out for like 40 plus years and then is having a resurgence, a really successful one. So that, that's a really fun book. Wow. Yeah. It sounds fun. I'm look, I'm, I'm all for uh, tampering with brains. Yeah, I know. Fuck it. It can't be more fucked up than it already is. So get, get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah crazy. Um, well, that's fun. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to read Billie Jean King. I'm rereading also. I'm so excited. So we're recording this at like 1130 AM or it's 1142 right now on a Thursday Crazy for us. <laughs> and at noon, there's apparently going to be like Bridgerton news. And I'm like really excited about it. I don't know what it is. They just like tease that there's going to be something. I don't know what it like but I'm excited. I, I don't even know what I'm excited for. I think I, I still think we need to do like a live show or not even live, at least like a recorded live reaction of us watching all the Bridgerton sex scenes. I think that would be hilarious. Because I haven't seen them. Yeah. When I asked you if you'd seen Bridgerton, I'll never forget this. It's the funniest fucking thing. I asked you if you'd seen Bridgerton and you said Brigadoon. <laughs> I didn't know what you meant. I didn't know what it was. And I thought it was, she meant the musical. Oh my God, I'm dying. Well, let's, let's get to why we're here today. We're gathered here today to uh, talk about a a lot of things, but um, first and foremost, um, a a very prominent head coach, former head coach, I guess we'll say in the NFL uh, brought a lawsuit this week. Brian Flores is suing the National Football League, the New York Football Giants, the Miami Dolphins, and the Denver Broncos for racist practices, basically. And it seems like a lot of other things, too. Have you read it yet? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, I've read it like 20 times. I like actually masturbated to it the other day. It was just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I, I think any lawsuit where the third word in the actual lawsuit is fucked um, is probably going to make some big waves. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to unpack here. So obvi- I don't think I need to break this down for anybody. We all know what he's alleging and what the evidence looks like as far as the Giants interview goes with Bill Belichick's leaked texts. I think it's funny. I, I will say like, what is your stance on like this whole narrative that he might never coach again? 
Um, I mean, the narrative that 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 he stated in the statement or from what other people are saying from what other people are saying. I mean, he's fully aware that that is a possibility, but that was a possibility before he filed the lawsuit. So. Yeah, I think, I think unfortunately the reality is that that is largely possible, especially because the NFL swiftly is rejecting the claims. And so, I mean, if history repeats itself per Colin K, um, um, the unfortunate reality is that I, yeah, I could see it. It's like, it's funny to me. Yeah. They like investigated in like three hours and then deemed the claims as false. Um, mm-hmm. I don't if know, that. man, like he, so he's still up for two different jobs within the league. And he, inf- he said that he informed both teams that he was going to do this ahead of time. And you know, there's a bunch of narratives floating around. Okay. If one of them just hires him, does this go away? And the answer is no, obviously like he is committed to this freedom fight. Look, say what you want about Brian Flores. And I think like the, the interesting thing, I think the most interesting thing about this is that I, at least in my experience have always found Brian Flores to be like a really likable dude. Like that's just what I think. But of course, in recent months, like his staff, down in Miami completely turned against him and was like, this guy's like really hard to work with. And he like treats us terribly and blah, blah, blah. And it brings up the question, like he, this is a, he is a very, as, as everyone, he is a very imperfect person. I don't know if he's the perfect person to, to make this statement and to make this historic move. But I don't know if, I, I don't know if there is, anyone else who could do it better so it's like you you can dislike the guy i think and also still like applaud the bravery of his actions i mean it's it's a very strange paradox you know it, it what is clear and what looks very clear is that people coaches were hired But then after like that hiring was unofficially announced, they were interviewing other people. Right. Um, I don't even want to say the optics look bad. I'm going to say it looks bad. That looks bad, bad. Like why? And why? Like not only is that just obnoxiously annoying, but it's the Rooney rule, right? Well, so the thing, the Rooney rule at least as it pertains to head coaches, let's just stick with head coaches because it is a head coach bringing this forward is that two, not people of color, black coaches must be interviewed for every coaching vacancy. The Rooney rule went into effect in 2003. So not that long ago, but long enough ago that like the Rooney rule is kind of bullshit. Like why it, it's, I, it, I don't know. To me, the Rooney rule is the most infantile thing in the world that you have to like still like require a certain quota. It's just kind of ridiculous. Um, and I think we should do away with it, but I also understand why it's there clearly because take the giants, for example, and I, you know, the giants have since 2003, since the Rooney role has been instated only once gone and interviewed more than two black head coaches for a coaching vacancy only once every other year that they've had a coaching vacancy, they have interviewed 
exactly two. Top that again with in this situation, what Flores is alleging here is that Dable was hired before he even interviewed, before Flores even like officially interviewed. They had done Zoom calls and whatever, um, as they always do. But it, it is a really bad look. And then you bring it, I mean, Broncos is a little the the Broncos section of this, I think might be the weakest point of the argument because it's kind of, you can pass a lot of that off as hearsay and it was a long time ago, but I think that's interesting too. And then of course, you know, if we're talking rules like Rooney rule, right. Um, the tampering with the dolphins is a very interesting point. And I don't really know. I'm having a hard time kind of seeing, maybe you can help me. I'm having a hard time seeing what is inherently racist about Stephen Ross asking Flores to tamper. And now it's come to light that the quarterback that Ross wanted Flores to meet with was Tom Brady. I I don't really, other than simply like taking advantage of and perpetuating the narrative that he is uncooperative because he didn't want to break the rules. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wonder if it's not so much the act itself as an act of racism, but rather um, the treatment from him from from higher up has been low quality. Um, mm, yeah, and he, he treated much more like a lackey, much more dispensable, higher risk choices, things that they probably wouldn't ask of white or counterparts, and and so I think that's pro- probably the argument. I mean, regardless. It, whether or not there's a racial objects involved, like that in and of itself is just an issue. Like that is like, Oh yeah. yeah, That's ridiculous. Um, And I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, you know, I love falling down the the Facebook comment rabbit hole of the NFL because it's a bunch (laughs) of really stupid people who say, and I quote, you don't know anything about football clearly. Um, And the common thing that everyone loves to say is, well, it just should be the best candidate. And I think it's really hysterical to hear like a bunch of white people say it should just be the candidate. It shouldn't have nothing to do with race. They're the ones bringing up race. And I'm like, you think statistically all these white men are better at football? That's hmm. that's exactly it. Right. Because Presumptuous. In, theory, in theory, yes. Like and I have this conversation with with people who I speak with every day. I mean. I can't tell you how frustrating it is to have that conversation, particularly as it pertains to this and and the conversations I've been having this week, because yes, it should be the best candidate, but they're not looking at the best candidates. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that take, take urban Meyer. I'm not saying that urban Meyer is not qualified to coach an NFL team. I will say He's probably not as qualified as Eric Bieniemy, mm-hmm. and they hired Urban Meyer. And look at what a shit show that turned out to be. I, I like that's that. I think is the is the sticking point, right? It's yeah. It, the arguments. Wait, it's it's really frustrating because you can see like why people get very sensitive about it because they feel like they're being pushed to the side. And I'm like, don't you just understand that? Like, we all want the same thing. Like we all want it not to matter, but it does. You have to admit that it literally does. Right. That, pe- that people are 
And I think this is what it comes down to that hurts people is everyone thinks they might be ahead of somebody else because of their accomplishments. That might be in part true, but it's also in part of the fact that you're white and that hurts people's feelings. Yeah. And so it's hard for people to like grasp and, and, and get their hands around that, you know, Brian Flores like was put in this situation or put in multiple uh, like inappropriate situations because he has a different experience to white, to white coaches and white people in the sport. Um, which kind of why he, he calls it racist, I think probably is from the perspective of the entire experience is rooted in racism. Um, um, is your read then on Stephen Ross hiring him because he knew that he could take advantage of, of, of Brian Flores's non-white experience? Possibly. Um, I'm not saying it, it was consciously done, but it's possible that there's a subconscious understanding that he's like, oh, well, that like I needed someone who would listen and, oh, this is like a hire. No one else is going to hire this dude. So let me do it because, you know, because that's true. Statistically, we're hiring a bunch of white people. Mm-hmm. And so I could really see, I buy into the, Brian Flores's idea of the, the whole experience being racist because it's all so deeply rooted in the way that the organization and the business of the organization is making decisions. Um, I'm, I, yeah, I buy it. I want to ask you about one more thing before I ask you something kind of funny. Um, what, you know, and by the way, like this would have been a great show to have a guest on and someone who's like much more educated about this shit than we are, but and not white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not white. Here we are. Um, but, and, and at, to that end, I, this might be a little loaded here, but what, uh, he hasn't said anything in, in the little bit of press that he's done so far this week. In the lawsuit, he compares the NFL to a form of slavery. And I'm wondering kind of how you feel about that. Um, I think it's not my experience. So like, it's not my experience, you know? Like, That's fair. I, um, I, I've never been enslaved. I mean, hypothetically, I'm Jewish. So like, I guess I can, I can understand to a certain extent, like the history of, of slavery from like a Holocaust perspective, but even so, like, it's just not my experience. So I don't know if it's really my, my place to say whether I agree or disagree with it. Um, I can definitely, and I guess I haven't thought about it enough. I can definitely have questions about it. Um, and be like, I I think I'm losing the optics of the POV here. Um, but whether I agree or disagree with it is really not my, not my place. I think. Yeah. That's something, I mean, I think it's very funny that a lot of white people, are really like supremely enraged about this comparison when like like they don't have that experience or that mm-hmm. ancestry which is strange um and uh, like so again us not having that experience not being able to speak to it um and having that that weight that you carry through life through generations of time you know who are we to say anything I, I personally can see, I can see how the systems in place are not unlike it. I can see that it is, I mean, they literally call them owners, white owners who every day shovel out. And, and just because it's high paid slavery does not mean it's not slavery. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like just because it is high, 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 high paid work. And these players are making a whole hell of a lot more money than most people. Um, doesn't mean that they're not 
putting their bodies on the line for white people who own them. And it is all mm-hmm. white people. Well, that's not true. It is, it is, there are not any black people at the owner's table. Um, though that might be changing soon with, I mean, currently it sounds like the Broncos are are going to make some transitions and moves, which could be. I would be ready. I'd be ready to be disappointed that the Mannings are going to buy it. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. What's uh what's the worst thing you've ever accidentally texted the wrong person? Um hmm. I definitely have done like the screenshot from a boy to someone else and send it back to them. Oh uh, yeah, I've done that too. I have nothing too crazy. I'm pretty anxious about that kind of stuff. Of course, Bill Belichick fucked this up. Makes sense. Yeah, with his like flip phone. Um mm-hmm. My my favorite, I saw a tweet that was like the best takeaway from this is that he signs his text messages like he would an email. <laughs> yeah. And we're all like, oh, of course he does. You think Belichick's mad at Flores right now? Um, yeah. I'm not saying rightfully so, but yeah. I don't think I would be. I think this like, not that, not that Belichick needs like any more, you know, solidifying of his legacy in the history of football but I think this I I think his mistake could potentially have really important repercussions even if even if nothing happens with this lawsuit which to be completely honest I'm not entirely like clear on what they're asking for they're obviously asking for more training programs for um, black leaders in the sport and um, I believe there is some monetary compensation that they're asking for but I'm not I, it is unclear exactly what that is damages wise. Sure. But I don't think this hurts Bill. I think this only helps Bill Belichick's legacy. If he becomes a part of something, even if this lawsuit doesn't go anywhere, this is still obviously landmark. He was also the person that had, had to be put in this situation because he's not getting fired. He's not going to get in trouble for, for how, for, you know, talking about this. Yeah, that's, that's. Fair. That's true. So like yeah. it works out. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think uh I mean from what you I I think this definitely has legs, but I'm I'm worried. I mean, what they're asking is to certify right now a class action. And I'm very curious for all of the different examples of racism and all of the different people that Flores pulled into this with this lawsuit, mm-hmm. the literal names that he threw out. I'm curious how many, how many people will join him. I'm worried. I I think the thing that could keep this from going anywhere is not being able to get a class certified. Yeah. My law, my law info is bad. So like, I guess I can't really speak on it, but I'm hoping that the NFL has a bad, a bad history of actually like protecting black people. Mm -hmm. Um, and it might be round two that they fuck it up. But then like for the next two years, they'll like have key commercials about it and like things on helmets and stuff. So yeah, it literally like end racism on the back of everyone's helmets. But, and they're like, we didn't do that. <laughs> like, it's just such a joke. Like fuck off. It, it put it, put it in the end zone and everything's going to be okay. Right. And I'm like, Oh, and so then someone accuses you of, of systemic racism in the NFL. And they were like, no, nope. Nope. No. Right away. 
their their investigation was literally going to John Mara and being like, are you racist? And he said no. And they said, okay. Like, See? See, he's not racist. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um the Bridgerton news came out. It's not news. It's just an article in Entertainment Weekly. Oh no. I don't see anything particularly. No, no trailers. Fuck me. I'm over this shit. I'm over getting excited for shit. It's so, I'm so like, I I don't know. You can probably tell me better than I can, but I feel like maybe it's the pandemic that like, I started like carrying all of, I'm pointing at my throat right now. I started Mm -hmm. carrying like all of my emotions here. Like I, I watched the series finale of Fuller House the other day because it's just like kind of my background show. And Mm -hmm. I literally burst into tears. I'm so easily affected by like any little thing and I can get so excited or so sad, like so immediately. (laughs) And I don't know what's wrong with me. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I wonder, I wonder if that's something greater than just your personality. I don't know. I've been out of therapy now for a few months because my therapist couldn't carry me now that I live in Georgia and, uh, Jill come back, please. We're going to take a break real quick. Um, but when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some more football and the other kind of football. So I don't know if you guys could guess from my general serene, peaceful and cerebral demeanor, but I'm very invested in how the products that I use impact my own personal wellness. But even more so, we here at UFR as a brand and as individuals are extremely conscious of the way humanity's impact on the environment is perilous. And it's crazy how we don't know what products we use are actually doing to the world that we live in. And for me, one of those things is candles. Anyone who knows me knows that I am a slut for candles. I probably have between two and four burning in my house at all times. But I've recently ditched my expensive and toxic go-to brands for a more boutique candle experience from Andrew Candle Company. Did you know that indoor air pollutants are often up to five times higher than outdoor levels? Traditional indoor candles made with harmful ingredients such as paraffin wax and toxic fragrance oils are often the culprit behind this alarming statistic. Andrew Candle Company has carefully sourced all of their premium ingredients to ensure they are free of toxins, sulfates, parabens, lead, soy, paraffin, and petroleum products. Their beeswax solution is a 100% renewable resource. And as far as personal health is concerned, releases negative ions to improve allergy and asthma symptoms, decrease blood pressure, improve sleep quality, and reduce common ailments like headaches. And y'all know I love to host, and Andrew's Candles are not just an environmentally friendly solution to my signature aesthetics, it's actually beneficial to my health and the health of my company. These scents are clean, modern, and just as bougie as I am. Andrew's Candles are hand-poured in Atlanta, Georgia, and make fantastic gifts, too. Tis the season for curling up with a candle in a good book, am I right? Or masking the smell of desperation during a date. Okay. Or trying to liven up your dull-ass cuffing season relationship. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just call yourself bougie? Uh, yeah. Mm. Am I not bougie? (laughs) 
Well, whatever. Okay. okay. But, but trust me, y'all, they have everything. The cozy scent is perfect to burn when I'm editing in my living room. And I keep the garden scent on my vanity when I'm getting dressed and doing my makeup. We love supporting small businesses here, especially this time of year. And y'all are in luck today because Andrew Candle Company is offering our listeners a very special discount. Visit andrewcandlecompany.com to shop and enter code UFR15 at checkout for 15% off your order. That's andrewcandlecompany.com, promo code UFR15. And check out Andrew Candle Company on Linktree to learn more about the benefits of beeswax. That's linktr.ee slash andrewcandlecompany. Hey, Mike, guess what? What? The NWSL had a new CBA ratified this week. And? Well, it's it's actually not horrible. It's pretty cool. So It's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> no, it's 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 not. It, there's there's definitely progress that's been made. Um this kind of comes on the heels of the players and the players union threatening to hold out until a CBA was agreed on and preseason starts like yesterday. Well, no, like this coming week, same difference, but the PA has been arguing for a new CBA for a million fucking years. And, um, they definitely made progress. So as far as pay structures, Mike, do you know what the league minimum salary was according to the last CBA? Oh, uh, top of my head. No. It was $22,000, which is like terrible. It's embarrassing. They've increased it about 160% to $35,000, which is like almost podcaster money. Not our podcaster money, but <laughs> Not someone, ours. you know, someone who gets paid to do this. Yeah. Um, with um, 4% annual increases. It's it's not terrible. Um, I think the most exciting thing is the benefits. So they're instituting a 401k program, which they've never had before. They're going to allow for severance, four weeks of severance if you get released and 30 days of additional health insurance and housing support. And uh, this is a new one, up to eight weeks of paid parental leave, including for adoption, which is awesome. I think the most exciting thing, though, is, and get this, up to six months of paid mental health leave. I know. I would use every last drop. I was going to say, like, what would I, can I, is there a world in which I wouldn't use all of that? I would, oh my God, I would, I actually know a really good friend of mine. I had that at Facebook. Really? They had an amazing like three month mental health leave program. It was like paid, I think. That's fantastic. I mean, look, I, I think after everything that this league has been through with everything that's come out in the last forget year, I mean, it's been a really, really fucking long time coming with the abuse that was suffered by at, at the hands of so many horrible, horrible people, not just men who are in positions of power in the league and abusive to players. Um, this seems like a really nice way to put a bandaid on some of that, but mm. still it, I mean, it is, 
pretty freaking incredible and groundbreaking. Um, they're also upping like health and safety protocols, which is fantastic. And, uh, and there will also be free agency, which is kind of new. That's, that's new for the NWSL. They've never really had proper free agency before. So all that's to say, um, we're, we're happy to see it. There's more that can be done. And, um, as we kind of look at women's soccer as a whole in America, and obviously the big story that everyone knows is the national team fighting for equal pay, the national team, again, not associated with the NWSL, at least not anymore, but, uh, it, it will be interesting to see if this has any ripple effects. I think it's pretty cool. I'm excited. Yeah. So happy, 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 happy. Um, I want to talk about the Super Bowl, but first I have to ask you, why is Gronk the face of USAA? He's the face of USAA. He's the face of hymns. He's the face of a good amount of things right now. And you know what? Homeboy came in here and said, I got like a few years. Let me cash some money and get out. And, um, but he's not even like, literally they made a whole commercial elaborating on the fact that he's like not even in any way whatsoever affiliated with the military. Well, that's the point is that Gronk can't have the insurance because it's not in the military. Everyone likes to have Gronk be stupid characters on TV. It's like his thing. It's like his brand. I just. And he's uh, he's a bad actor, too, but everyone pays him to do it. They're like Gronk, come in and they took pictures of him. I see them on the subway. Hims, like, you know, they sell like a lot of like men's like pharmaceutical stuff, like hair growth or, or you know, like sex stuff or whatever. Um, and it's the hair stuff is all him. And it's just pictures of him looking stupid while someone massages his head. Yeah. And it's I mean, hysterical. That's kind of like the brand is like the adorable idiot. But like because he's not, you know, he's fucking brilliant because he joined the NFL, got all of these deals and is like, thank you. Thank you. He's like, I can be dumb. I'll be dumb. Way, it's the same way that people like assume the Kardashians are idiots. like Chris Kardashian might be the most brilliant business person alive. Mm-hmm. Like there's no none of this. None of them is without her savvy in the business world. Like. Mm-hmm. That's that on that. Yep. Um, Brilliance. Let's uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Are you excited? Are you? I'm I'm kind of in this weird place personally because I don't I don't know who to root for. I'm really excited. Um, at the beginning of the year, you know, your Michael had that cute little Excel sheet that everyone guessed on, and I did guess the Rams winning this year, so I might actually be right. Wow. Um, I I don't know who I want to win. You know, there's, there's two ways I see it. Um, the Bengals would be the underdog story. And you know, I love Joe Burrow. Um, and, but, 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 but Matthew Stafford, it's finally his moment, That's right? I, I don't know if the Bengals Sean are McVay, the underdog story. Like, I think they are. I think the Rams are, but like Sean McVay, he's finally back after his embarrassing loss. So I think either team has like a fun story here. And I'm really, it's the first time I'm watching a Super Bowl since, 
well, I guess 2017, but I'm selfish, that I've really like liked watching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be fun. I'm, I am actually really excited. I'm significantly more excited than, than I was for last year or the year before. I think, I think it's a great matchup, like fantastic storylines on all ends. I have like, I, and I, I posted about this and then I actually took it down this week. Um, I have like a really deep, um, seated passion for the happiness of Kelly Stafford. Mm -hmm. We've already talked about this. Yeah. Because of everything that she's gone through with her brain tumor. And so I just want the best for her. I didn't realize that she's like, kind of like anti-mask mandate, which is a little weird. Um, new to me, but still uh, the way that the city of Detroit rallied around them during that difficult time, I think says a lot about their character. So I really only want the best for them. Um, the best for Kelly, the absolute best, especially the, in a mask, ideally. Yes. In a mask, ideally the best for Kelly. Um, but yeah, I, but I'm a, I love the Joe Burrow story storyline. Everyone's, you know, comparing him and they're saying, oh, it's going to be him and Mahomes are the next like Brady and Manning. And that's insulting to Josh Allen and to Lamar Jackson and to, uh, well, I don't know after this year, if you can put Kyler Murray in that conversation, but maybe, um, well, they're both like largely like they're, they're, they're both pocket passers, like, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they both can't run, like, please guys don't like go off on me. Like they can run, but like <laughs> they're pocket passers. So like people love a good pocket passer fight. That's what the Super Bowl will be. Well, that's, I mean, the only look again, the quarterback's only as good as the rest of the team. That's why this is Matt Stafford's first. I mean, there you go. Um, but it's, it's going to be really, really fun. Um, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. I think I'm leaning towards rooting for the Bengals because I'm an Ohio girl, but that also feels like icky towards my Browns. So you're an Ohio girl. Like, excuse me. Yeah, I was, I was born in Cleveland. Right. But like you consider yourself an Ohio girl. Yes. Okay. I sat on the sideline at like the old Brown stadium when I was like two weeks old. Right. Like, that was like my I... first football experience. And you remember it fondly? I remember everything. I remember being born. Oh, that's why you're so fucked up. That actually is in the book that I mentioned earlier <laughs> about a lot of people who go on psilocybin therapy, but like be in clinic and people are, uh, there's a handful of people in the trial that said they, they re-experience being born. Is that, um, do you think that could be a product of like the fact that I dropped way too much acid in high school? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? It's exciting though. Yeah. Um, I I don't really have any more remarks on the Super Bowl. I'm just really excited for it. And uh, it's going to be really fun. And yeah, I literally get back from vacation the day before. We planned it so that we would be home for the Super Bowl. And I'm going to make deviled eggs and maybe some like jalapeno poppers or something. I'm very, very excited. Yes, it should be fun. Uh, only thing that would make it more fun was if we were together. That's true. Then we're not. Um, last random thing. Have you been following this Whoopi Goldberg shit? Oh, remind me. I briefly, but now I don't remember it. So Whoopi Goldberg is now officially suspended from the view for two weeks. She made some comments, and I, I don't want to. 
I, I, this is not verbatim. I just want to put that out there, but essentially in, in a conversation talking about the Holocaust, um, alleged that the Holocaust was not in fact a race issue. It was an ethnic, it was an ethnicity issue. And thus it was less about, about a specific group of people targeting specific people in the same way that black people are targeted, but more so about man's inhumanity to man. Um, She then went on Colbert later that night and kind of doubled down on it. She apologized because uh, apparently people were, I mean, people were offended by what she said. And so she apologized, but she did kind of double down on her perspective. And I think my take on it, like I didn't watch the whole episode, but I did watch the interview. I I really came off to me like she was kind of just starting a, a conversation or trying to like expand, you know, and, and and I think respectfully even to Jewish people open up the table and like explain that her experience as a black woman is extremely different than what Jews experience with modern anti-Semitism. And anyways, she got suspended and I'm honestly like a little confused about why. Yeah. That's, I was also, I literally the second time I'm saying I'm Jewish in this, uh, in this podcast, sorry guys. Um, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. To, your community is going through a lot right now. <laughs> apparently, I, and I, I get it. Like, I'm not saying anti-Semitism isn't happening. I'm saying the experience is super different, which I literally just said earlier. Like, the experience is entirely different. Like, right. you, I don't. I can't get targeted walking down the street. Like, I don't. I'm Probably not, not I mean, as easily, at least. At least not as easily. I mean, yeah, right. Because I'm not. I'm not uh, cynic or, or heavily practicing, but like. You know, like there's just there's different optics and different POVs there. So like I when she said that, I was like, oh, I agree. Then everyone got mad and I went, I don't agree. Of course not. And then yeah. I thought about it and went, ah, actually, no, I still do. I I mean, I can only speak for myself. Um, but also like the experience is different regardless. Like people just have different unconscious biases towards different people. Like it's I'm not saying one is worse or better. Like, I'm not saying what one is hated or less hated. I'm just saying like the experience is different. Right. Like, they're just not, you can't equate them to each other. Um, so I don't know. I, I was, I was impressed by it, but I guess other people were. And again, like if you were, I can't take that from you. <laughs> right. No, totally. I mean, I think, I think there are different ways that she could have gone about making the point that she made. Um, I just, I feel like, I feel like this is like corporate PR management at its finest in the year 2022. Like, and again, I say this as like the most sensitive, most easily offended person I know. Like, well, that's not true. I I can take a punch, but particularly if I know that I'm wrong, um, I'm, and I'm willing to like evaluate my actions and my words and admit when I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like, like the establishment, God, I sound like such a fucking asshole right now. The establishment establishment is like doing the most these days to just like mitigate any PR crisis just because like someone was upset. And also it's strange that like, I think it's 
also strange considering the kind of program that The View is, where they literally feed off of people having different perspectives and different viewpoints and um, even like offensive viewpoints. I mean, Megan McCain was on that show for how long? Mm-hmm. It 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 is just kind of I don't know. I I I I, I see you, Whoopi. I see you just trying to have a conversation and and um obviously, you know, I'm not gonna take anyone's feelings away from them. If 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 it was offensive, then then absolutely there deserves to be repercussions, but I'm just not sure that I'm just not sure that as a society we're going about like management in the right way right now. Yeah. Correction, correction and um, evaluation. Yeah. Evaluation and correction, I guess. Technically, yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I can say from my little Jewish perspective, my little Jewish self was not upset by it, but that's just me. I mean, again, and again, I'm like the least minority human being in the world. So who am I to have any opinion on any of this, any of what we've talked about today? Uh, (laughs) My opinion does not matter whatsoever. If you're still listening to this podcast, I'm impressed. Um, (laughs) But uh, that's, that's where we are. So um, that's kind of all I had. That's, I just figured we should pop in and say, hi, I don't know when we're going to do another one of these, hopefully soon. Um, Well, I have one more thing. Do you know, because I know you forgot about it, but the, the next one we do is going to be this. Do you remember the game we played last year? <gasps> Are you talking mm-hmm. the draft? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. It's like probably a few weeks after the Super Bowl. It'll be time to look at it. Mm-hmm. I I have the spreadsheet. I haven't looked at it on purpose. Um, we're going to go through it. And another thing we have to do, we did hot takes all year. Time to go through them. See how see how wrong we were. Yeah, that's always those are the best episodes though. Is when we're like loud wrong. Yeah, we I have love to it. like face up to it. Yeah, that'll be really really fun. We'll have to do that. There are also people I want to catch up with. Like we haven't talked to a handful of people in a real like God. I Mikey C won our uh, one hour fantasy league, but he never reached out about it. He doesn't talk to me. He, I, I reached out to him like three days ago and told him I missed him. Cause it's true. I miss him. And he was like, miss you too. And then like made some comment about like how hot I looked in my new year's photo or something. Um, <laughs> all very on brand for him. Um, but yes, yeah, sir. I mean, I want to catch up with him. I want to catch up with like our, our two ends and our Amanda's and our DJ B enemies and our, our people. There's, there's just a lot of people. So, and our, our James Shapiro's and there's, there's a lot we, we still want to do. It's just, everything's so hard guys, um, oh, James Shapiro's. but we're going to, we're going to get there and make it happen in the next few weeks, hopefully. And hopefully things will calm down once I have a plan. <laughs> what is a plan? Um, but we appreciate you guys tuning in for this little bonus and our little check-in and hope you guys are all doing well. If you haven't already, please follow us on our social media. Our handle is at UFR vodcast. That's a really good way to get in touch with us too. You can just slide into our DMS. If you have more to say than can fit in a DM. Um, I wonder what I did to upset you so much, but anyways, send your complaints and your praises, your questions, your suggestions to hello, UFR at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. 
and rate us. You know, Spotify has a rating system now. So please get on Spotify and rate us. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm now I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> we can take it. Mike, well, the only thing, the only shitty thing about rating is you can't post up because you don't know. Yeah, that's what's fucking annoying. You got something shitty to say? I'll see you on Twitter. Yeah, you know where to find us. You know where to find me. At UFR Vodcast. (laughs) But in the meantime, hope y'all are staying safe out there. And uh, I I hope, I hope everyone gets to do, I, (laughs) I've kind of been like, like a weekly, I have like a weekly scheduled panic attack every Tuesday for the last like few weeks and I'm kind of hoping that this vacation will like mitigate some of that so that's like the nice thing I'm going to do for myself and I hope that everybody finds even if it's not an extravagant vacation that someone else is paying for I hope that everyone else finds something nice to do for themselves are you going to do something nice for yourself this weekend I'm going scuba diving next month next week oh my god wait you're going to no I'm so I'm getting certified next week I've been doing this for the past couple months so Holy my certifications shit. next week in New York. And then at the end of the month, I'm going to Puerto Rico. Holy shit. I didn't even know that you could scuba dive in New York. Yeah. They have like a few centers where you can do the, the certification. Um, you still have to, you have to do like five checkout dives where like you go to like actual dive centers um, to like really finish it. But as long as you have that waiver from the, the center saying like, Hey, I did the in-person portion. You can essentially just go anywhere. That's so rad. Oh man. I'm so happy for you. You're so multi-talented. You can put that in your special skills on your resume in case Mm -hmm. anyone's doing like an immersive production of the little mermaid. My, my, um, my actor resume special skills are like certified dog behaviorist scuba diver. It looks and and a black belt. And so every time everyone reads it, they go, there's a lot going on down here. And I'm like, yeah, there's a lot going on up here. Let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't know you were a black belt. Now I'm scared. Um, yeah. <laughs> government certified black belt. Yeah. The government knows I'm a black belt. I'm in like a file. Fuck, man. That's crazy. Well, good for you. Good for you. I, um, you you're a lot to live up to over here, but <laughs> I'm a lot to live with. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you. Trust me, I know. Um, <laughs> No, it's it's all good, and yeah, I I hope uh, I hope this conversation was interesting, and um, and hope everybody has a great week. Take care, and we will catch up soon. Bye.